Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is up, everybody? <clears throat> Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 392. Today is Thursday. Guys, uh, I'm super excited about today's episode. I've been going through, we're going to be playing some clips, uh, and I'm super excited. I, I went through the clips and I made sure that they're blurred out enough. Uh, so um, <clears throat> no knock on cindy's editor uh but i took it a little step farther just in case there's some uh sensitive eyes um also make sure to follow us uh the elijah fire podcast on spotify and apple podcast as well we really appreciate that or wherever you listen to podcasts uh we're actually still technically on google Podcasts. i heard that is going away and transferring over to youtube music which we are not allowed into because we got kicked off of youtube so once we make that transition for all you google podcast listeners uh, there are some of you out there, so please, um, I, you know, make the necessary adjustments on where you guys listen to your podcast. So, uh, also, I wanted to point out, speaking of podcasts, that we are trans, we are uh, premiering our teaching series, Marriage One Hundred and One. It was a three-part series. Um, we did that in video form, but we're transferring all of those teaching series into podcast form. Uh, so, all three of those episodes are going to be dropping this Saturday, the twenty-fourth, and it's fantastic. My wife and I hosted it, and uh, we were joined each week by a different couple, all very different. Um, and that's the great thing when you're talking to couples. Uh, they're all going to have a different story of how they got together, how they walked through those early years of marriage, and then even beyond that. Um, and I often say that a lot of the principles the Lord taught me about a healthy marriage are ones that I was able to apply before I was married into just my normal friendships with people. And there are things that I still apply today. Um, and my wife and I both love sharing those things with people, things we've gleaned from other people and hoping that others will glean from us and the guests that we have on the show. So if you're looking out for all three of those episodes, definitely worth your time dropping this Saturday, 24th. So, all right, I think that's it. Without any further ado, my guests today are, I guess, creative evangelists, if you could call them that. Um, have a very unconventional way of reaching people and bringing God's love and light into dark places. Uh, so without any further ado, let's give it up for the ladies of Freedom Lounge, Cindy McGill and Abby McKee. Cindy McGill and Abby McKee as I live and breathe. Here you are. Here we are. Yes. Back from well, Vegas. We're, we're kind of covering all the bases of the U.S. We've got West Coast or Pacific time, central time, and we got East East Coast time all in the house today. That's right. We got you. Yeah. Cast in a wide net across the That's right. day. So um, Cindy, obviously people know who you are. Abby, we were talking backstage and you said you and Cindy have worked together for five years now, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yep, the Lord has jokes for at least five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Yeah. So uh, you're currently, do you normally live, do you normally live in Florida or are you just hanging out there for a bit? Yeah. My uh, family and I just relocated here. We have some other family here and it was just, you know, some time for a season for us to be here and just kind of take care of them for a while. But, you know, because the last time you were on with Cindy, was that a year ago or was that maybe I can't remember when that was was probably the last time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Launch a full investigation. Yeah. It was, it was last year around this time. That's crazy. 
Mm-hmm. We should have had you on way sooner, I guess. But you know, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Here I am. No hard feelings. You're back. It's okay. <laughs> no. So you guys just went to a porn convention recently, correct? Yes, yes we did. How, how long ago was that? It was uh, the end of June or January. I was like, mm-hmm. no way. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Even that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and we just wanted to, you know, come out and tell you uh, some of the remarkable and God type things he did uh, in Vegas, because whatever uh, happens in Vegas doesn't always stay there. Yeah. We're going to make sure that people see the God side of Vegas and what happens Mm -hmm. when we step out on the water with no way to think we're going to be able to walk on it. And God Mm -hmm. makes a pathway. He just does it. And Come that's on. really kind of what happened this year as well. I mean, this is year 14 for me. I think it's your what, three or four for you, Abby? Um, it's about in. five because w- that's where we met. I actually okay. met Cindy McGill at a porn convention <laughs> in Las Vegas. Uh, but that I was, was there to join yeah. her team. <laughs> yeah. I was and, just about um, to ask why you were there. Beat me to it. We got an email. They had uh, some girl had told uh, you a dream at that mm-hmm. particular event five years ago. And yeah. um, it, you had a, a God answer for her in telling of the mm-hmm. interpretation of the dream. And she went to the people that actually uh, gave us um, our, our name badges and found out who we were. And she, that girl got a hold of Abby mm-hmm. and wow. wanted to find out more about that what she nice. saw in, in this interpretation. So that's kind of how it's kind of, right out of the shit for you right yeah, yeah absolutely it was like and i still talk to her on occasion mm-hmm. so i've kept wow. you know communication with her for five years now so cool so, so have, i know last year i think it was last year cindy i believe you said this that um the 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 convention you guys went to last year you felt like a heavy sadness or depression is that something that's pretty common did you notice the same thing were there things you guys noticed as maybe a noticeable difference between the last year and this year i'm curious i felt it i mean but you feel it every year and i've been this is year 14 for mm-hmm. me uh in this arena and i i've never like i've told everyone <laughs> i never accept expected myself to be in a place like this doing outreach. It just was never in my past. And, but um, yes, there was a heaviness last year. This year it was uh, even worse. I think we just got word of, of uh, someone who had just taken their life while we were in the event. There was a couple that we heard about that were very Mm -hmm. famous in the industry that they had uh, killed themselves. So this is three that we've heard of. Um, And so you're looking at people who, feel like there's no way out. They feel like yeah. they're they're completely trapped. They don't know where to go. They don't know who to turn to. They don't know um, if people are going to accept them or not. And uh, there were some young people, again, in the mm-hmm. event, uh, at least a 12-year-old, if not a little younger. Oh, my gosh. And we went around to try and talk with her, and the next day they were gone. Um, there was a woman, a mother and her, I guess, child or someone she was mentoring or grooming that was also in there. Um, and so it just grieves your heart knowing that the porn industry fuels sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we, and then you've got people that thought it was a glamorous thing to be in there. 
And when they got in, it felt like um, handcuffs and chains wrapped around their ankles and their, their wrists and their neck and they couldn't get free and they didn't know how. Yeah. So, um, uh, there was a two, two, two thing going on there. Two things. Um, there was a heavy oppression, but God showed up in a big, big way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I felt him more this time than ever before. Uh, Mm -hmm. we had favor. We had people returning. We had a booth this year. We haven't had that other than one other time. And this year we had a booth and people came back to the booth over and over and over again. You mean people would like return multiple times? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, back. it looked like, I mean, people, you guys will see or hear in these, um, in these clips, like it's obvious there was some genuine connections that were made, you know, and yeah. that you guys are so mm-hmm. warm in your approach to people. And they can say the craziest things and you you guys are very unfazed by them. Um, and I think that really makes a huge difference. Um, but something that's interesting, uh, I've been noticing, like, I don't know if you guys follow or know who, um, they're, they're spirit-filled believers now, ex-porn stars. There's a guy and a girl. There's Brittany De La Mora, And then there's yeah. Joshua Broom, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And both of them have been very open about when people age out of the porn industry, mm-hmm. yeah. they're very susceptible to suicide. They're very yes. like, cause they're, they're, you know, they're kind of this used product in their mind and you know they've aged out of an industry that they used to make a lot of money in. And then you've met with a lot of despair, shame, all those things. And even mm-hmm. recently, I think it was just yesterday, Brittany Dillamore posted yet another Mm-hmm. well-known porn star who committed suicide so yeah it's good you guys she are was there. 36 only the 36. porn star that com- mm-hmm. that committed suicide was 36 yeah mm-hmm. and so you do see that and you do feel that from them mm-hmm. and um they don't know what to do other than you know when we would go in we would also attend their seminars they would have these uh, uh seminars where you could learn about the industry and all that mm-hmm. So we would go in there and find out that usually when they age out, that's when they start their own companies and they start to recruit. But, you know, it's not just about, um, you know, them being used up and that kind of thing. Think of the soul ties. Yeah, big time. You know, and that's an internal pain that they're not, they're not used to. They're not, they didn't have ideas or, or thoughts about that happening or that connection being made. So can you really quick for some people that might be new to this idea, what, how would you guys explain a soul tie? Mm. Um, it's a, it's an intimate connection with someone. It, it's a, actually, I think it's uh, scientifically proved mm-hmm, that, that, yeah, that women carry um, the, you know, the interaction in their bodies. Uh, men don't, uh, I think they can hit it and quit. I hate to be that hit it and quit it. <laughs> I don't want to be that rude, but I mean, I was trying to think how to. It's called it. DNA. They, yeah. they, the women carry the DNA, and yeah, Oh, we, can we stop to pray now? Um, yeah, yeah praise <laughs> <is good> <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, it's a DNA, and so it does have a a. a a real uh, internal factor going on all the time. You're carrying your weighted down, you're weighted down. That's where repentance comes in. That's when they connect with Jesus who makes all things new. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, I get fo- so frustrated sometimes when I hear people say, well, they have to, you know, Jesus can't wash the feet of, of sinners and people that don't know him and this and that. And I was like, oh my goodness, that was a Super Bowl commercial. Mm-hmm. And I thought we're going out there and we're hearing their pain and we're hearing their mm-hmm. story. And when Jesus saw the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, which tells me she probably did this more than one time. Yeah. He didn't despise her. He got on her level mm-hmm. in order to say, where are your accusers? He wrote mm-hmm. in the sand, mm-hmm. you know, the story and the whole thing. And everybody dropped their rocks one by one and walked off. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if we don't become more like that with people who are out in these arenas and places where they feel like there's no hope for them and they feel the internal pain and they feel the trauma and they feel the shame and they feel the rejection and they feel all the root systems that have grown up uh, with this, uh, dis, um, disastrous and, you know, definitely um, it's dangerous, you know, for them to have these kinds of things. And it, it, it takes them off of their original course, what they were made for. Uh, We, we are going to lose so many people if we don't change the church. We're just going to, I mean, they're not even going to give us this time of day. Yeah. So I just have to, I had to throw that in because. Well, yeah. And Sydney, I do think that, sorry, I cut you off. That's okay. Okay. Um, I, I do think that uh, I, I've seen some great posts in regards to like even like the Super Bowl commercial where people are like, hey, if I had 30 <laughs> seconds, I'd probably say Jesus loves you too. You know, like, yeah. um, and I, you know, yeah, there's more you could say, but, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I think I saw, I, I haven't been, been able to authenticate this, but supposedly after that commercial, the search for Jesus in search engines skyrocketed. Um, and so there you go. Oh, there can't you be go. Bad. That's not a bad thing. It can't no, be bad. Not. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think too, it probably hit me really strong because we're out in the middle of it. Right. In the we're out in the middle. We're just not on the sidelines watching uh, people, you know, gas for air. We're actually in the water to bring them up out of the drowning water and into a safety net, into a place where they can find breath again, they can mm-hmm. breathe again, they can live again. And so it was so disturbing to me. And I thought, what are we doing? I had to tell people, yeah. this isn't a sermon, it's a seed. Mm-hmm. And we're going out giving seeds all over. And that's what Jesus did. Yep. He didn't gather yes. a bunch of people on the on the hillside of a mountain because he was shaming them or, or refusing to love them in their current broken state and condition. Yeah. And that That's whole right. thing is just a religious approach to a very broken, hurting and hopeless world. And yeah. so, you know, I believe God is literally putting his spotlight on this right now. And he's causing people to wake up and realize, you know, we, we need to learn to love like he does. And our right. hearts need to break for what breaks his heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and right. when I was driving and I was so upset, I was almost, I was in tears. I really was. I was like, I cannot believe this is getting such a negative response. And the Lord said, they don't love them like I love them. Yeah. That's what they he said to me. He said, they don't love them like I love them. And I know I don't love them like he loves them, but I want to. Yeah. I want to. And so, you know, we're, we're in a spot now where God's teaching us his love. He's teaching us how to love. Mm-hmm. He's teaching us what that looks like. He's teaching us to go into the deep. 
with a big catch. He's teaching us how to position ourselves in a place where he can love through us. And if it isn't the kindness of God that leads people to repentance, then it's not. I mean, it either is or it's not, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we have to be kind and we have to allow Jesus to just be, allow his kindness to flow out of us, which draws people in. It's a compelling factor. It's to compel Mm -hmm. them to come in. It's to compel, they don't, people that I talk to in all the places we've gone, pagan festivals, LGBTQ, Burning Man, porn conventions, uh, New Age fairs, all of these places, they don't, they don't trust God or the God that they've heard about or the God Mm. they've experienced. They don't trust that because they've been hurt in, in their search and in their journey. And so, you know, the Lord has had to take me through deep times where I just, I was like, I screwed it up so bad so many times. And and God was reframing me or re, re, uh, conditioning me to the way he does things and not the way I've done them all my mm-hmm. life, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm curious, at Abby, uh, yeah. Cindy obviously has had a lot of experience in like trial by fire, trial and error <laughs> going through this. But it, have you experienced even just kind of a... a it's been a challenge to even get your footing within this space, but like there's a learning curve even for you, or was that just because Cindy was a pioneer in this? I'm curious. Yeah, I would say um, it is a little bit of a learning curve and a relearning curve constantly. I mean, we have to stay aware and um, just awake when we're doing things. Um, So I teach the dream courses for, you know, some of the advanced dream courses and things for Cindy online. And I do a lot of dreams for Christians. And it is a very different world to interpret a dream for a Christian who wants to know what every little nugget and detail and color and and thing represents versus going out on the street and trying to reach people who aren't ready. They'll choke on that full message if you give it to them. So you're going for like broad stroked kind of yes. approach. Yeah. And so it is constantly, you are constantly having to have uh, a connection and um, hearing from the Lord and you know, reading the person through his eyes and what he's saying and what he's seeing. It's, it's like learning how to, I don't know, like, uh, who was it? Was it Dizzy Gillespie that played the trumpet or whatever? And he had to learn how to breathe in and, and breathe out at the same time. I mean, wow. you're having to learn to hear and, mm-hmm. and go, but the Lord shows up and he, and he does a thing, mm-hmm. you know, he's the one who, who ends up coming out of your mouth. You just have to show up and trust him. You know? Well, do you, do you guys still find yourself, I, maybe it's second nature for you now, but I would. Fi- I found it a challenge when I'm talking to non-believers to explain a spiritual concept to them, but go, okay, hang on, they don't know. It's going to take too long for me to explain this thing that could even be in the Bible. What's a better way that I can explain it to them? And one of the things you guys have noticed, you guys do, is like spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit. Like, yes, it, that, I mean, Jesus says the spirit of truth. Like he refers yeah. to him as the spirit of truth. Yeah, yeah. So, do you find yourself having to stop now and be like, okay, hold on? translate into almost like you're translating like people who know two languages they have to translate in their head when they say something do you still do that sometimes or is it pretty second nature yeah i would say that it's important for you to not rush your response yeah Uh, that the lord will he'll bring it up to you just don't rush your response and a lot of the time we default to light and love and the spirit of truth 
Mm-hmm. And those are the three very simple ways to reference um, and, enc- you know, things of an encounter with the Lord mm-hmm. and to just kind of approach that that way. Um, the the number one thing that I catch myself doing after after every encounter someone has any dream they interpret, they'll say, well, what do we do with it now? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And I'll say, well, every morning before your feet hit the ground, you must engage a spirit of truth and ask the spirit of truth to guide you. So what have we just done there? We just taught them first thing. We're going to put God first and you're going to pray and they don't quite realize it, but their spirit will begin to, to mm-hmm. awaken, mm-hmm. you know, as, as they do that. And mm-hmm. so, um, that yeah. is probably my number one tool that I use. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So we actually do have a great video. You just segued into a video with uh, a girl <laughs> named Saber yeah. where this is illustrated this point. So I don't know if there's anything you want to set up before we play video five, Eric, but is there anything you want to set up before we do that? Oh man, this was such a great encounter. This is the one where I was saying it was within 15 minutes of walking in the door and a friend of mine said, Hey, I need you to do a dream. And the Lord just completely took over immediately. And it was such a fire encounter for me that I, I thought, okay, I'm done. Yeah, we send me our video yeah. so I can leave now. <laughs> yeah. But then <laughs> I had to run a marathon after that for the mm-hmm. next four days. So, yeah, but it was absolutely. so good. I, I mean, I'm still like, I'm still like Holy Ghost high on this one. Yeah, this really is great. money. This is the yeah. this is this is the yeah. money encounter. So, okay, so we'll play this and then we'll talk some more about it. Go for it. It's a weird one that I had. I was like dreaming that I was watching these people in like a prison. It's a little bit futuristic. Everyone's naked and they're about to take a shower, but when the water came out, it was just boiling, steaming water and all their skin fell off. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's heading Yeah. So when you dream about showers, it's supposed to be something cleansing. Uh huh. But there's something going on. There's these people that are in there, did you know them? No, they were like versions of myself. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Actually, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Like, it's like yeah, yeah, we need to kind of like pull you back together and dress some of that. Maybe there are parts of you that are. I was shedding like a really big scene between the two. Yeah, it's really nice. It's integrating it. So there you are. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. It's like a, literally like a loosened skin. Yeah. So it's a cleansing process. And whatever you were washing yourself in was having an adverse effect. So you have to be careful whatever you're pulling in and trying to cleanse yourself with. Because that can really make all the difference in the world. Yeah. So the big thing that I usually tell people when I hear dreams like this is you need to wake up in the morning and engage a spirit of truth and just say, please come and back that today. Because we want to walk in the most whole and um, and clean version of ourselves, what the way we were designed, what we were put together to be. Yeah. We have to walk in that. Or we're going to break out from the it's Just release that love and that light. 
Legit. <laughs> so cool. I love your response. She's like, you're magical. You go, some days. <laughs> <laughs> some days I can be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. What we didn't see at the end there is um, she was actually tearing up pretty heavy and she started wiping the tears away from her eyes. And I reached up and I wiped one away for, for her. And, and I think that was probably the moment where she was the most real. You know, the rest of the time she was kind of her parts, you know, there are parts of her that have been kind of fractured through trauma and things. Mm-hmm. They were, they were kind of reorganizing themselves. She, there were different things that were coming forward that were, they were wanting, she was trying to see who I wanted her to be at first. Yeah. And yeah. And then by the time we got to where I put my finger on her forehead, she completely shifted um, into her normal self. It's like she reintegrated, you know, mm-hmm. all the parts of her that she puts out to the world came back to one and it was really who she was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just for a split second, I got to see who she really was um, as a person. And it was really interesting to me that in that video, this music starts right when I start to put my finger, that that was not us. That was what was in the background. And there were things going on in the atmosphere that were completely trying to distract and hijack that encounter. Um, but we just, it just didn't happen. The Lord blocked it. And I felt like she got, you know, uh, it got more tangible for her as we went on and yeah. yeah. So it was a great encounter. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, watching her, I mean, anybody who's had like a real encounter with the Lord where you just get blasted, like I was yeah. watching, you're watching it happen. And I, I think the, the exciting thing about what you guys do is, you know, you are coming in in Jesus's name, you are his Mm -hmm. ambassadors. And what, like, it's interesting because I would imagine there are people that take issue with your approach. But the funny thing is having been in missions myself, you go into places where there's no way to communicate and yet you can still have people have encounters with the Lord. And, and I just don't know that we put enough trust in the Holy spirit to do the Holy spirit's job. Like Cindy, you often say, we often try to be Holy Spirit Junior. Yeah, for sure. That's right. Yeah. Well, we've been well taught. I'll put it yeah. that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, there were things that we did in the past that just don't work now. So, mm-hmm. you know, what we had a lot of freedom because we had a God culture. 
Yeah. We did mm-hmm. have people that believed in God when I got saved and even into the 80s and 90s. But that whole thing has changed now. So now you've got people that not only do they not believe, if they do, they don't like him mm-hmm. or they are God hardened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, basically, you know, we've got a whole nother landmine full of things that we have to navigate around to keep our presence and to keep the door open for us to be able or the wall down, we would say, to be able to communicate with people who need to hear they just yeah. we just have to come a different way with um, it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Jillian wants to know Abby did did Saber ever come and visit you at the table uh, she did walk by a few times and she did acknowledge me every time um, the crazy thing also um, about that video is I tell her walk upright mm-hmm. okay I have this again this is the first 15 minutes of this entire week mm-hmm. i have no grid for what she's doing um and the rest of the week she essentially stayed in um so she was she's into like the bdsm kind okay. of thing and mm-hmm. so she was on a leash the rest of the week on her on her all fours on her hands and knees wow as a cat yeah wow um, and so i had you told didn't her know any of that i had no idea but i told her i said walk upright walk in things of the light right Dude. um but i have talked to her a little bit you know chatting with her and she's chatted with um josh our guy behind the scenes with much of the freedom lounge stuff he um you know has chatted with her as well and just tried to talk to her since then we try to keep them engaged mm-hmm. through private social media accounts so that you know, we don't just leave them hanging. We're, we're still working on them. Yeah. Um, you know, an important thing to me um, is that we have to understand we don't have to fix everything in the moment. That Her language was different from ours, but I had to respect that language. And then I shift it back to her. She's like, oh, you're magical. Okay, some days maybe I am. Right. Right. And then I'm like walking things. She's like, oh, I think I'm actually catching on to things of the spirit and she was like she was talking about things of the light well i think i'm you know i am catching on to that and i have to honor where she's at in that walk and the language and the lord is not shaken by that mm-hmm. i have to just you know kind of go with the flow when it comes to her language yeah. and allow him to be the one who jumps in i'm like okay yeah all right things that you're you're moving in things of the light and I just have to honor her process. It's mm-hmm. it's so important. Yeah. If we try to like, you know, to use Cindy's fishing analogy, if you go trying to jerk your line too fast, you know, your fish is going to go. You know, half the time they're going to take your bait and they're going to leave. Yep. And, you know, you cause a deeper wounding mm-hmm. and they walk away. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, and Cindy, I'm reminded of a story that I think you shared at Burning Man where you were like, hey, I want you to experience the spirit of truth. I don't know if someone on your team was praying for him. And then the, this, this guy came like had a full on encounter with the Lord. And he said, he began yelling or shouting or exclaiming the spirit of truth is Jesus. The spirit mm-hmm. of truth is Jesus. Like he was the yeah. one God revealed yeah. himself to him. Like, and that's like yep. legit. Yeah. Like, well, he had a, yeah, he was kind of a, a bit of a weird one. I was looking at him the whole time because he'd had an encounter Mm-hmm. And then he sat down uh, cross-legged on the floor and he put like a, a, a rag or, or a, looked like a handkerchief on his head. And I thought, Oh, what are we doing? Because you know, yeah. we never know what the, yeah. and, um, and then we had a full tent full of people who had come in who were seekers. Mm-hmm. And um, 
we have nothing about Jesus or God on our menu board because they would be offended and they would of walk off. off but, yeah. Yeah. And so he came in and uh, we had a full tent and he got up in the middle of us helping other people have an encounter with the Holy Spirit or the spirit of truth. And he started putting his hand on their chest. He didn't even ask. He just went around and put his hand on, mm-hmm. on their heart over on their chest and said, the spirit of truth is Jesus. The spirit of truth <laughs> is Jesus. He said that like five or six times. So legit. And I'm like, what is your name? And he goes, my name is Abraham. And I went, of course it is. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and my friend Caleb and I were standing there just in complete awe. Like yeah. we had not said anything about Jesus. Yeah. So there again, Jesus will reveal himself just like yes. he's doing in dreams right now mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Muslims and people of different places. And he will reveal himself. We don't have to be the ones to do it. Mm-hmm. And and when it when it happens like that, it's even a stronger encounter. It's more impressive than if we were to be blabbing on and on, mm-hmm. you know, yes. now they've had a personal invitation from the, from Jesus, the savior. And now they're like, Oh my goodness, wh- how do I get this? What is, what is Jesus? What is this? You know? Yeah. Well, and um, so it's, it's interesting you say that because, uh, this girl that I knew when I was in missions, she was a, a missionary deep in China. And, mm-hmm. um, she would uh, just through friendship evangelism, getting to know people, she would kind of work in, she had to be very careful. She would kind of work in the idea of Jesus, but she completely left it open to the Lord to encounter these people. And so she'd sit there and like, yeah. there's this one story she tells of this, she's sitting across from this girl. She says, we're just going to sit here and God is going to, he's going to, you're going to encounter him. And so they're sitting there all of a sudden she's just cry, crying, 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 crying. And then she, they stop. And then she asked, she's like, what happened? She said, he touched my face. Mm. And it was just like, like these real encounters that people are having with the Lord. And it's just like, why do we want to muck that up so much? You know? (laughs) Absolutely. And it'll come back up to them. We don't have to, we don't have to push an envelope. I, when I go in, they know me as JL. Okay. Okay. So for JL judges for, Uh you know, the, Uh the woman, the housewife, the mom who, you know, put the tent peg through, you know, <laughs> the guy's head. Savage, and so that's, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what my name is. They've known me as JL, the dream interpreter for a really long time. Um, but I encountered a young lady, many actually, but this one particular young lady, she had this full blown encounter. I just put my finger on her forehead. Like I did the other one. And she started saying, Oh my gosh, I'm running up a mountain and I'm standing at the edge of it. And she was like having this crazy vision in the middle of this convention and I just let her keep going. I just put my finger on. I'm looking at my partner like, oh, I don't even know what's happening right now. But she's doing this thing. And then she comes out and eventually she says, what's your name? And I said, oh, it's JL. And she goes, isn't that, isn't that in the Bible? I'm like, and he, he just shows up. And I said, oh, yeah, I think I heard that story when I was a little girl sometime, you know, a mm. long time ago. I've, I've known that story for a really long time. It's, it's in one of the most ancient texts that there are. And she was like. Yeah. I said, maybe you should go and start there. You brought it up. Like, go read it. Yeah. That would be a really good story for you to read. And, you know, so I've talked Dude. to her a lot since then, but so cool. I didn't have to say anything. I took all the pressure off of, uh-huh. of me to perform and it put it right back to her to be able to just walk it out organically with the Lord. Come on. So, Come on. Okay. Yeah. So we have more videos. We have four more. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know which one you guys want to play next. We've got Angel with the chair. Uh, 
Well, we could start there, Cindy, because you're in. Why don't we do the one with the girl with the pink dress, the pink top? Okay, yeah. So that's uh, uh, video two, protecting the seer. Go ahead and play that one. Well, right over here, we have a booth, and so may I ask you a question? Yes. So I dream, but it doesn't dream. I don't like dream. It comes like from the like it's about to happen. Like it's going to happen. Oh, so I don't dream at all. Only when like. Something's Some, gonna happen. Yeah, that's the only thing. Or I'm getting chased. That's a really odd one. You have a special ability to see things that don't happen yet. You know, if someone has said that before, and I, yeah, and someone was like, "You have an ability, but we don't want to tell you yet." Cause I had a an entity with me, which I got from a white witch gone. They're like, um, "We don't want to tell you your talent because it might use it for people." Yeah, if this is still there. Okay, give me your hand, because you know what? I'm gonna break off everything that doesn't belong to you. Please, House please. Yes, please. Okay. So we're just going to take and say everything that is pure is truthful. Everything is, that is pure uh -huh. is truthful. And you're going to have a way to walk in and a life that will give you life and not take it from you. And a light that will illuminate anything that is not, that is hidden, right? Anything hidden, you're going to have light that's going to be shown in your life. And a clarity that's going to come over your mind and it's going to set you free and you're not going to have any obstacles or weird things happen and you're going to be able to connect with truth. You're going to be a spirit of truth, actually. You're going to be able to see and understand and know and it's going to happen to you right away. This is your year and it's back in the next three months, you're going to find an increase in your spirit life. We all have it. We are one-third spirit. We're body, soul, and spirit. And this is a spirit thing. That's why you're seeing things before they happen. And you're going to be protected. I see a huge wall of protection around you to keep you from anything that would try and take you in a way that you're not meant to go. It's all organic. It's all exactly the way that you're made and the way what you're designed for. And everything is going to be just the way that it needs to be. All false things are going to fall off. Right? That's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm a mama. Yes, thank you. I give mama hugs. Oh. We're going to have t-shirts next year that go mother hugs. Yes, I love that. <laughs> thank you right? so much. You're oh, welcome. Wow. Oh, please do. Please make it sure. <laughs> Yeah, we will. We're going to do it. So many people came back and wanted mama hugs. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there were so many, I think the next girl that you saw over, uh, I don't know if we have that, but we do. Um, I, yeah. Oh, you want to play that before yeah, I set it's, it up? It's literally a, 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 a continuation of yeah, that. It, video. Was a, it was a two. Yeah. So yeah. do you want to play that and then you can talk about it? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. go ahead and play uh, video three, Ashley Drowning. <laughs> Thank you right? so much. Oh, wow. Wow. We're the Freedom Lounge streamers. We're just like a couple of rows over. Spin the wheel. You should get a wristband. I don't have one on. But um, it'll and have them tell you something, too. Okay. We haven't talked. So they find out what they say. Okay? Thank you. All right. What's your name? Ashley. I'm Cindy. Yeah. Are you a dreamer too? Yeah. I have a dream where I'm like swimming and I feel really good and then all of a sudden I'm like drowned and it's a recurring dream. I've had it since I was young. You're swimming and it's calm and then what? And then I feel like I'm drowning, like I'm freaking out. Oh yeah, you're in over your head. 
but yeah. it goes back and forth. So I'll be yeah. Fine, well, it's everything in life is like a, a moving adjustment, right? You acclimate to whatever uh, level. I guess you're in in life and growth because we're always growing. And so what I think is going to happen is you're going to begin to navigate accurately, but you're also going to take direction for your own life. You're going to you're going to assume the responsibility for your own life. Yeah. You're going to assume responsibility for your own life. You're not going to be told what to do anymore. You have something that you're meant to do and not what you're settled for. Okay? So there's something coming that's going to be revealed to you, and you'll be taking that step. And when that cage door is open, you fly out. When the cage door is open, you fly out. Don't you come back? Because you got wings, and they're meant to fly. They're meant to fly. No. It's a good day for you, girlfriend. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Change. It's a whole change. Yeah. It's a whole change. People been, people been praying for you. I know that sounds weird, but I feel it. I feel like people have been praying for you. You're beautiful. Come and see me again, okay? Because I'm just right over there. Now, don't you be crying. Don't you be crying. You're working. Mm. <laughs> Jeez. That was so good. See, it's yes. just in the moment. Um, and the reason why I said, don't you be crying, because you're working, because we're being watched. Yeah. And so is she. And um, And I think that having a booth gave us the freedom for them to come around on their break. Or mm-hmm. when they, you know, had a moment, even if they didn't encounter me, they could encounter someone at our booth and they could still get the same type of love and acceptance. And they could mm-hmm. also hear uh, another word. Possibly. Man, that video messed me up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> I don't always, I don't always have a, a clean space. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Or an opportunity to say somebody's praying for you. And yeah. at that time, there was a security guard that was standing right next. He was a great big guy. And um, uh, Josh actually overheard him say, um, they're preaching. Mm. So when I, when Josh told me that after I had left that booth, I came back and I put my hand on that security guard and I said, you're spiritual. You're from a spiritual family. And he goes, I love you. That's oh. what he said to me. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I thought... Yeah. How strange. It's like the least small little thing God will take and let people know you're seen, you're here, you're not judged, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. we're just finding a way out with you so that you can, you can have a place. Like when I told that girl, when the cage doors open, I want you to fly. I want you to fly Mm -hmm. because she knew that she was going to be leaving and getting out of there. See, the prayers of other people for someone in the industry like that, they don't fall silent. God's Mm -hmm. answering those prayers. And he almost divinely directs us to these people that we Mm -hmm. know that they're being prayed for. So we're just an answer to the prayer. Yes. I've actually spoken to that girl in the pink shirt since. Oh, really? um, 
since the event. Yeah. Uh, she wrote in and she asked, um, what, uh, what, what does it mean when other people are dreaming of you? You know? And so I had to get the dream from her and, and hear from her and, and, you know, hear what the dream was. But eventually I just told her, I said, they're trying to take parts of you that they can't have anymore. Hmm. You know? And I said, just be careful. There are new things for you on the horizon and, you know, whatever. And she just said, Oh my gosh. And here I am crying. And she's probably thinking she's talking to Cindy. She's like, so she's hearing it in Cindy's mama voice, you know? And she's like, Oh man, here I am crying again. You always leave me crying. And I said, that's okay. This is a safe place for that. And she goes, I know it is. Oh, so yeah, God. it was so incredible. I know. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, the thing that I love that you actually said, Abby, when you were talking to Saber was you addressed like you did it in a really like tactful way, uh, but you were direct and you were saying like, you need to be mindful of the things that you're allowing to cleanse you because not everything yeah. is going to cleanse you. And right. I love, love that you brought that up, you know, and just a way yeah. that she could understand and comprehend and um, yeah in her dream she was in prison and she was trying to shower or there were people trying to shower and it was crazy to me that she just said well they're parts of me i said do you know who the people are and she said well yeah i'm pretty sure there were parts of me yeah you know i mean she was she had clarity on some things she was just trying to to cleanse them with the wrong thing mm-hmm. you know she felt trapped and she was trying to cleanse herself with the wrong you know the wrong thing so mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So were those uh like were those two women were they like actual like adult film workers or did they just work do you know do you ever know like when is it pretty obvious to spot them or Well they have a booth and so they're there to promote their I guess their industry Product. workers. Yeah. Yeah, or themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I had some girl it was a few years ago and I was interpreting a dream, given a word, and she goes, "Well, you've watched my videos." <laughs> and it shocked me. I, I stood there and I had a shocked face. I was like, uh-huh. oh. and my friend next to me started laughing. And she said, "They think you watch porn." I said, "I'm not into porn." I said, "I don't watch it. I'm not into porn." Yeah. And she goes, "Well, why are you here?" And I said, "I'm here for you. Wow. Like yeah. I, I'm not here because I watch it." So it was very. It didn't even dawn on me that they thought we would watch it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was such a shock to me. Yeah, I've guess. had, uh, yeah, I've had conversations with people like o- old coworkers, um, pre Elijah List, obviously, who were very open about like, like one of my coworkers, her and her husband would go to porn conventions and stuff, and so she started talking to me about it, and I told her that I didn't watch it, and she was like, and I said, as a matter of fact my because she started talking about keeping secrets and i said actually my wife and i have a policy where we are 100 percent transparent with one another and it was like it was like i may as well have been speaking in a different language you know <laughs> yeah. like the, the double yes. whammy of those two things don't watch porn and uh also my my wife and i are completely transparent and we tell each other yeah. everything we bear each other's burdens and we encourage one another and she was like it was like this weird foreign thing for her. And I would imagine I would get a similar response in an environment like that. Yeah. 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 It's awful. It's, it's so easy to get muddied up with that. I mean, my husband will be sitting across the table from me and be like, Oh my gosh, look at this, you know? 
you get on Instagram and, and every suggested reel is like for guys, it's awful for yeah. us. It's not really that. Yeah. And he, and he'll just say, look at this. I, I've never searched anything like that. I'm yeah. sitting there going, well, it's probably me because I, I'm like dumping on you about porn. Uh, hearing everything. It yeah. yeah. Saying it. But no, he, I mean, you guys don't have to try at all. It is, no. it is there. Yeah. Instagram is um, a, a pretty, if you're not careful, can be a pretty slippery slope. You have to like go in and like, say like, do not recommend to like stuff. And I get, <laughs> I had to show my wife this one. Cause I was like, I swear I'm not looking at this. <laughs> like, cause I was on YouTube and there was an ad for like a morbidly obese woman in like, yeah. uh, like sexy attire. And I was like, I, uh, I assure you I'm not looking at this. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what they're doing to me. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So we had, we had to go right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I think they just they just pull it out. I mean, whenever the moment yeah. we sign up to get yeah. our badges or to in this case a booth, yeah, um, we start getting flooded. I just tell Tim, don't even open your yeah, just yeah. just just don't yeah. Yeah. let me if you need, I'll check it first, you uh -huh. know, whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah so do, it's you, the same. do you find uh that there's more? I mean, now that you've had a booth, it's your only second time having a booth, you said so. Is there a noticeable difference? I mean, it almost seems like you become this kind of like beacon that is stationed yeah. mm -hmm. there. And as you go out into the reaches of the, the convention floor, you touch point, you touch base with these people and you go, Hey, that beacon of light over there, come by mm -hmm. and see us. Do you find that that's actually kind of what it becomes? Cause it seems like it would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. And I think this, um, you know, I, I had to make sure we had enough people to staff it because you're there from 12 until eight every day. Jeez. And you're also in that atmosphere. Yeah. So it takes a lot out of you to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and also um, note out loud, uh, Christian booths, um, so to speak, were not accepted, even though they had the money and they wanted to come in and everything. They weren't allowed to come in. But because we're dream interpreters and we're giving future forecasts with the wheel, you know, mm -hmm. that has uh, encouragement, edification, exhortation and comfort. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the nature of prophecy. It has that, and we have a wristband that goes with whatever they land on, whatever word that is. You know, it's always uplifting, and it gives hope and life. Um, they were like, we're, we're, we were getting a good reputation. So even amongst uh, the event coordinators, they were like, oh, my gosh, you yeah. know. Um, and so uh, we probably will have an extended one this next year, I think. Uh, with a wheel at both ends so that we can get more people if we need to. And if we're doing mother huggers, um, I think that's, <laughs> mm -hmm. the, I mean, they wanted it. They were coming yeah. back wanting another hug and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, I, I, we had to, ex they changed venues. So mm -hmm. after COVID um, they were meeting at hard rock and that was off the strip and it's in a different County. So they were mm -hmm. able to get away with doing a lot more things and a lot more nudity and things like that. than they were on the strip and this is on the strip. So mm -hmm. for our benefit, it works out that they're not quite as yeah. just out there. Right. Uh -huh. But um, I had to check the venue out to see, is this a place where we could, you know, have a, a booth and, and it's worth the money that we spend and all of the stuff we bring in to give away at the booth and, and do I have a team that is um, language friendly to the culture? Mm -hmm. I'll put mm -hmm. it that way. Language friendly. 
um, so that we're not being, they're not going to go crazy, my team members, and start, you know, uh, knifing them with the sword, (laughs) right? And uh, and, and do they have compassion and do they have love and Mm -hmm. can they handle the environment and can they be team players with each other? Mm -hmm. Um, And is everyone on the same page? And, you know, can we model um, the character of Jesus in a place that is so foreign to anything he would have been, you know, he, he always was seen coming and going out of the wrong spots anyway. Yeah, yeah. And he built community with people he had nothing in common with. Yeah. And so I'm like, can you do that? If you can do that. And I know that you're going to love them and not shame them or make them feel worse. They're already desperate. Um, yeah. Then I can take you with me. And I have training, you know, that I do throughout the year to give people mm-hmm. uh, handlebars to give them kind of a mind shift. It's a mind shift of here's what we did in the past 50 years ago. I've had people say, you need to go to Bible school and reconnect with the word. And I thought, well, I went to two Bible schools. I've been saved 50 years and I've gone through five moves of God. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't think I need your correction. But thank you. Yeah. You know? Um, but (laughs) what we did 50 years ago doesn't work now. And even what we did in the nineties doesn't work now. Mm -hmm. So now we're having to move as the wall as the, it's a river. God Mm -hmm. is, is changing and fashioning us and transitioning us into what we need to be for the, for this harvest, not Mm -hmm. for the Mm seventies. And so that's the biggest obstacle. It's, it's new wine in new wine skins. And we can't put new wine in old wine skins. It'll mm-hmm. burst. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. And so I'm able to talk with people my age and tell them, look, I've had to do it. It wasn't easy to unlearn a bunch of things. It was foreign to me of in a lot of ways. But when I followed the leader, <laughs> when I yeah. followed Jesus, who is the path, he is the way, mm-hmm. then I began to see from his perspective. And now it, it, it transformed my thinking, you know, and he even says, you know, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. So we have to be willing to change. And, you know, I'm going to keep doing this until I'm not here anymore. So I I mean, I'm going to go into all places. You mentioned Mm Comic-Con. I started getting ideas. I'm sorry. I kind of spaced out a little bit, but I was thinking, why not go into Comic-Con and go, you know, do you think your life is a joke? identity Mm -hmm. recovery, Mm -hmm. you know, let's Mm -hmm. get some, let's get, and we can dress in costume just while we do it at Burning Man, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and go in and have a booth and and get a hold of people that, that think, you know, I got, and we can laugh and cut up and have fun with them Mm -hmm. and, and yet give them nuggets and, and seeds of truth that will penetrate them at a very desperate time. We just don't realize how many people have reached a point of hopelessness, mm-hmm. even at a Comic-Con, even at a place which should be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, people deep, deep down are hurting and they're confused and they're fearful about what yeah. they're, they, they think is coming. And, and, and Jesus is our, he is our strong tower yeah. that we run mm-hmm. into and we mm-hmm. are safe and we need others to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, times a thousand. Um, okay, so we actually have two more, two more videos. We have the angel with like the ch- dream of the chair, and then yeah. uh, we have Leo, 
the the woman named Leo who is uh, so I don't know which one you want to play first. Let's do the chair woman. Okay, so let's play video number one. So tell me a dream you've had because we have a actually see that QR code. Yeah, these are the dreams that will be posted just from this event. I had a dream that I hit my dad with a chair the other day, and I have no idea why. Really? <laughs> so I was like, why was I so mad? And me and my dad are great. So I yeah. Was like, Huh. That's funny. Hmm. What kind of chair? Uh, like a t- table chair at a restaurant. Were you at a restaurant yeah. in a dream? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you hit your dad with a chair. Yeah. You know what I think it is? I think it's a test of love. Yeah? I do. Yeah. I, th- I think it's, do you still love me? Yeah. No matter what? Yeah. No matter what goes on in my life and everything, are you still there? Right. Are yeah. you going to leave? Yeah. Are you going to hurt, you know? <laughs> Because I'm weird and I'm going to do stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like those chairs. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it's also maybe an expression of just getting some junk out. Yeah. But you For have sure. a safe place with your dad. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yes. It's a really good thing. What's your name? My name's Angel. Angel. What's well, your I'm name? Cindy. Cindy? Yeah. Nice to meet you, Cindy. And I want to ask for clarity to come to you this okay. year. Okay. Okay. I'm going to release it into you and peace and joy and love and hope and vision thank you right i love that yeah right <laughs> thank you so that you're just yeah. gonna see a whole new perspective yes. like a whole new yes. landscape yes. opens up absolutely be wonderful yes All thank right. you i gotta hug you because yeah. i'm a mama yeah have fun right. thank you for coming in stopping by thank you <laughs> for telling me your no dreams of course awesome yeah i would have said you know, you, having a good relationship with your father is real important, but I, I didn't feel that she was there mm-hmm. uh, with this gender confusion stuff. I just didn't want to take the chance of mm-hmm. maybe messing it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that when I said, I've been doing that lately, I've been asking people, would you like to have an encounter with the spirit of clarity? Because if they have the fog that's lifted up over their mind, and, and it's dispelled over their mind. Now they can begin to think clearly. So all the confusion and all of the misunderstanding and all of the lies and all of the stuff begins to fade away mm-hmm. because they've invited the spirit of clarity because Jesus gives you a, a sound mind. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. I gave you, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I gave you power and love and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to release that into people because now they're open to hear in their dream life, or maybe God will just bring another person into their life who can give them some other words that will help them connect with him because everyone's in process. I'm not the, I'm not the seal the deal. Mm -hmm. And um, now they've given permission for God to bring them clarity. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. So it's been a, it's kind of a sneak approach, but it works. And I, I just believe that, that God is, is he's more into this than me. And I think that we are, we're headed for some really incredible and exciting and adventurous times in reaching people. And mm-hmm. I just think if people would just stop looking at themselves, I did this in Nashville. I said, if, if, if we would all stop navel gazing, if you navel gaze, you're bent over in half looking at your midsection, right? You're navel gazing at yourself. And what happens is you lose sight of your entire vision. Mm-hmm. 
You lose sight of it. You lose lose sight of what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm just trying to get people, let's go, man. What are we waiting for? Yeah. You know, there's nothing. There's no reason for us. No, you're right. You're right, Cindy. Uh, Did you, I'm curious in that video though, the guy in the red with like the spiky jacket, did you interact with him at all? A little bit. He wasn't open. Okay. He wasn't open. Because it was, you know, it's interesting. I was just like. Yeah. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. I I always kind of look around. I, I have this almost like a spiritual radar when I'm doing this and I'm tuning into the person, but I also have this peripheral vision, you know, and if I see something or like the girl, like the girl with the pink shirt and then uh, Ashley, the next one, Mm -hmm. um, I just had this thing. I just went right to her after having an encounter with the pink shirt. So I just kind of picked up on it. I was getting ready to leave and I thought, Oh, wait, well, I was so, watching when I was uh, editing the one with the the girl with the pink shirt. I was looking at Ashley, not realizing the next video was of her, and I like I was kept watching her like the whole time. Like she was just like like laser beam eyes into you. Like there, like mm-hmm. it did. It, it's interesting to to observe other people around when you guys are doing this because it does seem like there are some people who are very like 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 so eager and curious or like, yes. you know, hungry for whatever they feel you guys carrying. And that's yeah. gotta be an interesting thing. Like where you're like, you know, and like you can feel someone looking at you and I'm sure there's been times when you're talking to someone and all of a sudden at your peripheral, like you look and there's somebody like, like right there, like waiting to engage with you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's yeah. happened a lot. Yeah. That sure has. We have more videos too on our website, on my website mm-hmm. and also on um, social media. So if you're not, you know, getting some of these or you want to see more, we also have interviews of some of the first timers who've, who've been there for the first time and what their experience was. So not yeah. only interviewing the people that we talked to at the convention, but also interviewing the team mm. and letting mm-hmm. people know, here's what they found out, you know, or here's what their experience was. Cause you know, my whole thing is to equip and launch, let's get them going. And, um, yeah. and so, you know, I, I just feel like we're we're going to see some amazing things. The last one is Leo. Yeah. I wish we had more time, I guess. But, you know, um, Leo, she she was getting ready. She said, if you can't understand her, she said, I was getting ready to leave the industry. Yeah, um, cannabis. I, I think it was cannabis industry. It was weed. Yeah. She said, yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, I don't dream. I smoke weed or whatever. Yeah, I just I just ask her, do you smoke weed too? Because well, let's just play it. Hold on, let's let's just play it. Let's just play it. Yeah, yeah. So play the one with Leo. So are you? uh, Do you have a dream that that you can't forget, or that you've had more than one time? No, honestly, I smoke too much weed to dream. Everyone does. Yeah, I'm like, if you're smoking weed, you're not going to dream. No, you're not. 100. And you're missing out. Yes. It's like you're missing out on some really great information that will be coming to you yeah. in your nighttime. I come from the cannabis industry, so I'm like, I tell people that all the time, but it's like, practice and I don't preach it. Like, I, I preach it, but I don't practice it. So I'm just like, I need to stop because I realize I don't dream as often yeah, as I Yeah, for sure. To, I'm missing out. I'm going to give you, I'm going to say, I'm going to impart to you an, an ability to say no to weed at the nighttime. This is like okay. day three of no weed. I'm already on that journey. <laughs> so there's no appetite for it. No. 
and so that you'll be able to, to have dreams very clearly. I'm What's your name? name? My name is Leo. Leo. Yes. I'm Cindy. Nice to meet you. I'll get you in a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what I see about you is I see that you're going to have a really amazing wake up. There's going to be a transition this year that is going to be so incredibly powerful. It's going to set you on a whole new course. I see trains and I see you changing trains, which means changing tracks. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just, the, the industry I was in for seven years, it just quit. Oh, did you? 100%. Cannabis industry, I'm done. Changing yeah. tracks. Yeah. You're going to be going in a whole different direction. 100%, yeah. And what's going to happen on that is it's going to be full of organic purity that's going to give you the ability to to uh, bloom and blossom in new areas cool. that you've never seen yeah. or been in before. So cool. Come on. I was in cannabis for seven years. Yeah. I've done so many things because in Toronto where I'm from, it was illegal when I first started. Yeah. It's legal now, so I've been through it. And yeah. Just, I'm done. I'm tired. I want something new. That's right. That's it. There you go. T-shirts next year that say "Mother Huggers." That is so cute. Yeah, we're right at the very end, and you know what? It's cool because I'm walking around doing this, and then go down there and see if they give you the same kind of thing. Yeah, because we haven't talked. Love it. <laughs> now, here's the thing. So, people that would be questioning, well, why don't you say God? Why don't you say Jesus? Why don't you tell them where it comes from? Well, if they go down to our booth and they have an encounter there or they get a very similar word from people who are still hearing from me, like I do from Jesus, then people would say, where do you get your information? They always ask a question. Yeah, like what's your media? Uh, yeah, like what's your mm -hmm. medium or whatever? And you go, I am a follower of Jesus. That's my spiritual journey. And everyone at our booth is trained to say that. They don't say mm -hmm. I'm a Christian. They say I'm a follower of Jesus. So now I just set the hook and Abby set the hook. And mm -hmm. so now when they go back to the booth, we're able to further explain without interruption, without uh, pimps and agents and security and, you know, and blowing our cover yeah. out there. Uh, and they're able to, um, to tell them where this came from. Mm. And so, yeah. you know, that's our journey. That's our, that's our statement. That's what mm. we do. That's where we got it. That's where the information comes from. It's, it's not debatable. And so they can have a fit if they want to, but they won't because it's real. And she said, I feel like, you know, me. Yeah. Well, it's so kind of like the woman at the well, like, and then she goes and testifies. She's like, come and meet the man who man, knew everything I ever yes. did, you yeah. know? And yeah. the, the freedom that came from that encounter with Jesus, because he didn't judge her. I mean, he told her the truth, but he didn't judge her. And I think that, uh, people know the difference, you know, and yes. uh, the he also didn't tell her who he was. Right. She said, come see a man. Yeah. She didn't say his name is Jesus and he calls himself the son of God. And, you know, he's the Messiah or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like she just said, come see a man. So that's mm -hmm. why when I started this process of of reaching people in counterculture and all places, I went back. God talk, took me into the Gospels and said, look at how Jesus did it. Mm -hmm. And there mm -hmm. were several instances where he told people, don't say anything. Don't blow my mm -hmm. cover. 
don't say anything. It was the right time. Well, yeah. And I noticed like, there's even like, cause I've watched enough of these videos of you guys doing things and like, you're obviously listening to the Holy spirit because when you were talking to Ashley, the girl who had dreams of drowning, you actually told her people have been praying for you. And like, that was when I, I saw like, like a major shift in her countenance. Um, was that like her eyes started welling up with tears. And, um, so there's like, it's not like you guys are avoiding going down that road if you feel led, but you're really listening to the Holy spirit on where someone is, because a lot of these people might even come from like, maybe they're raised in a Christian home and they know what they're doing is wrong, but they're being fueled by trauma and all kinds Mm -hmm. of pain, lots of pain and maybe have already felt the shame and condemnation themselves. And they're trying to, they're trying to cram all that in the closet to ignore that. Cause they're like, well, I'm making a lot of money or I don't have, I don't feel like I have any other options or I feel like I deserve this, whatever I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. You guys. Well, we have to be <laughs> careful around who's listening to, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't you say that Abby? Yeah. yeah I would say to be yes. sensitive about who else listening. Timing is everything. The unctioning of the Holy Spirit is everything. I we our booth was right across from um, the decriminalized sex work girls, and they were girls who were actively. Some of them um, have like law backgrounds, and some of them are actively, you know, sex workers. And um, one of the girls you know, um, just took a liking to me, and she was probably the most angry one I saw really? for the whole week. It was so strange, but she had this moment. Uh, she came in and she looked really distraught. And apparently she had like taken a night off and was trying to play at the slot machines and someone had actually harassed her and security was called on them and they were just trying to have a night to themselves. And I just listened to her. I got down on her level. I said, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, And I hugged her and I just held her for a while. And she broke with that. I mean, and I, I couldn't, that was not the moment for me to like jump in and try to, win her over for Jesus. Right. But it was a moment where she learned that she was loved and somebody was there and would take up for her. And, um, that I was a safe place for her to be. And so year after year, I've seen these same girls there this year. I actually got to talk to them this year. I actually got to, you know, encounter her and hold her in a moment where she was hurting. Hmm. And so, you know, maybe next year, the year after that, I'll get to have a real honest conversation. Yeah. I, I don't know, yeah. but we have to just be willing to take it one chunk at a time. And our timing is everything. It has to be the Lord's timing. The timing yeah. is everything. Well, there are so many people that, you know, they they feel like Christians constantly have an ulterior motive, you know, where it's like, oh, that was the reason why you were nice to me because you wanted an opportunity to tell me about Jesus. And, and I, there is a measure, I guess, a measure of that, you know, technically, because we know the freedom that Jesus brings and we want mm-hmm. people. That's why you guys are there. Like Cindy, you yeah. even said, I'm here for you, you know, mm-hmm. um, and bringing clarity to these people that maybe are being tormented by dreams. And they're like, like I've even witnessed you, Cindy, like people are tormented by a dream they thought was bad. And you actually gave them the interpretation. You did it live on one of our shows. And this girl, she hurt. I, it completely shifted. You saw like this weight lift off of her and you're like, actually, that's not what the dream means. It means this. And 
she was like, oh. and then you were able to like use that as a vehicle to prophesy over. You got a word of knowledge for her. And like, that's what you guys are doing is pro- prophesying over people. That's like so amazing. We wouldn't love them ourselves like that. If we did, didn't know the love of Christ, right. we're not right. capable of loving them right. through all that. It has right. to be him that's expressed. Right. Cause we don't right. know how to do that. I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't love them the same without him. Right. No. Yeah. No. Mm. Well, like I said, we've been in a process here and God's been teaching us. I know I'm a forerunner. I know Abby is too. And, and we've been, you know, we've been na- navigating and going through this refinement, I guess, of whatever God's doing, because it's not, he told me in the first of uh, the end of last year, he said, you haven't been this way before. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a new thing. You've not walked this way before. It's going to be different than what you've seen. And I thought I've seen a lot of different things, you know, but you haven't walked this way before. So I have to, it's almost like God's going, I need to prepare you for where you're headed, where I'm going to take you, the doors yeah. that are going to open. I think it's interesting that we're on uh, 222 and Isaiah 2222 yeah. is the year of the, of the day of the open door. You mm. know, it's the year mm. of the open door. But I think here we are on this show, on this time, at this time mm-hmm. saying, there's an open door. Yeah. We just have to be prepared for where we're going, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the bride makes herself ready. So mm-hmm. we have to be re- willing to allow God to, to refine us really mm-hmm. and rebirth us. I think Nate Johnson, I know he's someone that I, I have respected as a, as a young prophet. Yeah. He's going to be on the show next month. I okay. Finally, Aww. you guys have been trying for two and a half years. Yeah. We got him. But he, Tell him he we just, said hi. Yeah, I will. He just <laughs> he just put out an article about the rebirth of the church, mm. and uh, and I was uh, talking about that in Nashville this year, uh, this last weekend. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like we have to be rebirthed. We have to come into a whole new perspective and a whole new. Uh, the face of the church is changing, so we have mm-hmm. to look like him in the season, and um, and you know it's it's interesting how if we don't resist God we'll move forward quickly with him. Mm-hmm. If we resist him and we try and make him fit into our thinking and to what he wants for us, we'll miss the opportunity mm-hmm. that he gives us. And I'm not willing to do that. I've come too far, too long. I've been around too long. I'm not missing uh, God. I'm not missing a move of God. I'm not missing a harvest. I'm not missing anything because of people's opinion. That's That's never been right, something that, has uh, led me before and it won't lead me now. So I'm going to go with what God wants and the way he wants it done. And if people want to learn and they want to come along and they want to be trained and they want to go with us and they want to have fun, they want to see what God does through them using your gifts, not my gifts, your gifts, the gifts God gave you, then I'm open to train and equip you and give you opportunity to come with us. But if you're going to challenge or if you're going to fight or if you're going to resist, I, go somewhere else. Like, just don't yeah. get in my way. <laughs> yeah. And get out of your own way. If, if you're if you going to join Cindy and Abby, you yeah, got to be willing yeah. to get out of your own way. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love for you, uh, both of you ladies, if you want, like just to pray for us. I think that there's this big shift happening. I feel even more than before, just like this huge surge of just excitement, um, just about the things you guys are sharing. There's other people who are doing amazing things as well. And and I think we're going to see more of that in new creative ways and engaging people. Um, 
And so, yeah, I would love for you to just pray for us because um, uh, we need it. <laughs> we absolutely need it. Yeah. yeah. You want me to start or you want Abby to start? Uh, Cindy, you start. Abby, you finish. You're the closer. Okay, okay. That's All right. I got yeah. this. I'll land yeah. the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for Elijah Fire. We thank you, God, for Jeff and for Illumination, all the people behind the pro- this, uh, this program to bring it out there. I thank you, God, that you're speaking. We know, we acknowledge that you're speaking. And we say, God, give us ears. To those who have ears, let us hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let us hear. Don't let us be dull of hearing. So, God, I just thank you for removing um, blinders, um, uh, old past wounds and hurts and and things that we have uh, carried along with us. God, we ask you to bring us into a time of repentance and and, uh, forgiveness. God, to forgive people that have hurt us or or situations that have hurt us or whatever. God, we just want to lay this all down at your altar. We want to ask you just to wipe it away and give us fresh perspective and new new vision in these days ahead. We ask you, God, to visit us in our night seasons, according to Job 33 that you were going to visit us. You're going to teach us. You're going to uh, give us a dream and a vision in the night. And you're going to give us instruction as we sleep. And I thank you, Lord, for new opportunities, new creative uh, places to go, new creative language to use. However you want us to change, God, we're just asking for you to do that. Mm-hmm. And we just thank you. Bless this. Bless these people. Bless uh, Elijah Fire. Bless Elijah Streams. Bless those that are taking a risk to put this out here. And I just thank you for doing it mm-hmm. and for my yes. team and yeah. for all the people, Abby and all the people that have <laughs> put themselves out there in order to come along and to, to have, uh, to see you work God. Yeah. yeah. Lord, I just thank you for um, awakening the creatives. I ask father that you will um, just shake people in the night ask that you'll awaken them um, with a fresh vision of you that um, they will have such a uh, fervor they will just be um, uh, so on fire with what it is they'll awake with fire in their bellies for the things that you have for them to release on the earth the things that you can work through and i ask lord that you will begin to highlight people all over the world for us to bring your presence to for us to to show them an encounter father um, i just ask that you'll make it so blatant the the time is is so precious right now um, i ask that you'll just awaken every single one of us to those who are on um, the roster of who we're supposed to encounter mm-hmm. I ask that you'll give us the words give us the verbiage uh, silence our mouths when we don't need to speak when we just need to be there open our arms open our hearts open our minds and um, just Bring clarity, bring clarity to people, awaken them to you, teach us your presence, teach us your voice, inspire us to make the time with you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Boom. Ladies, that was fantastic. Thank you. I'm I'm so fired up right now. This is awesome. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Cindy, obviously we've got cindymcgill.org dot org everybody 
Sandoval.org. Don't, <laughs> don't yes. go to .com. Um, no. uh, so uh, people can go there for the latest and greatest with you. Abby, is it Instagram? Is that the best way? Yeah, I just I just have my Instagram. If you guys yeah, need I me, do. you can email me at Cindy's website. I can get either of those those email addresses as well. I can get a message through there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very great. So yeah. uh, Cindy, you also have two kind of a, a double whammy book. You've got um, uh, Words That Work, but then you also have Methods to End the Madness. And you always, yeah. I, I've heard you say kind of both of those kind of work hand in hand, correct? Yeah. One is kind of an addendum to Words That Work. Words That Work gives you the heart mm-hmm. and why and, and stories, uh, examples of what we've seen God do. And then Methods to End the Madness Field Guide will give you the how to. How to build your team, how to build your intercessors, how to know how to, when you should go into an area, uh, all these kinds of things, and, and a few other stories that I've added in. And then I have a, What Your Dreams Are Telling You. And that's a dream, that's a book that's been out about 12 years, but it's still going strong. And, yeah. um, but all these will equip you to do the work in today's uh, culture. Mm-hmm. So you can get those on my website, cindymiguel.org. You can get the book bundle. And also we have the wristbands for sale. We have some uh, t-shirts that say uh, visionary. Mm-hmm. It's just a steampunk woman and a steampunk Yeah, I love man. that one. And love it's it. got binoculars <laughs> and it's got Jeremiah 33.3 in the binoculars. Mm. Uh, yeah. Call on to me and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't see. Mm. So that's yes. why it has the binoculars. On. So we have uh, lightweight sweatshirts and some t-shirts and things. Some of them I just did in camo recently just because it's war, wartime, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Abby, yeah. when are you writing a book? You gonna write a book? Oh my gosh. Well, my testimony's floating out there a little bit in a chapter somewhere, but um I I'm working on some things. Come on. I am. I'm working on some things. But if you also um if you guys want to talk a little bit more, we do dream classes as well. Awesome. Get on, do the first and second. Um Cindy has those where she pre-records and gives you all these amazing nuggets of information. And then we also have a dream forum and an advanced dream course. You guys can hop on and I will work with you on that. And we'll talk through some stuff. Very cool. So, and is that yeah. on cindymcgill.org? Can people find out more information? Dot yeah. so, <laughs> org. Yeah. And also. Dot org, everybody. If you want to uh, have a uh, host a training, we just yeah. need 50 people. And we'll come yep. and do it in your town and we'll right. advertise and let people know. And then you can, then you're, you know, you'll be able to come with us on some of the other ones. Uh, we also have just a full dream training that that's the same. Yes. We just have to that's have right. the people. We can't just show up for 12 people, you know, and, right. and uh, right. we just have to have a, a crowd. And especially in this hour, we need mm-hmm. to have more people that we can train and equip and launch and get you going um, into places. Cause I mean, right. the harvest is ripe right now. Yeah. And we yeah. just have to have the tools in order to make it to go yeah. in and, and do his Absolutely. thing. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you ladies so much for bearing your heart, sharing, uh, amazing testimonies and firing, firing up the people. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Thank, well, thank you. you. Absolutely. Yeah. So everybody be blessed. Have an amazing Thursday. Tune in on Friday tomorrow. We've got Scottish evangelist, Andrew Cannon. And I'm so excited because he's nice. great be a great time so that's at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time we love you guys and we'll see you then okay bye this has been elijah fire 
Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.